You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton, and in the eyes. Is that where you're going to pull me up I on did, right I there? Not, I'm sorry, I didn't want to pull you up so early, but it's just fine. Like, you've got to get these things right, Joe. Yeah, it's I know. Branding Pope. is very important, and the presence of the cameras should really have informed That's the, the clue. title of the That's show. That's the clue. And that is exactly why my work wife, James <laughs> Hardigan, is here, and my work wife's Latin lover, Matt Broughton, is also here. Hola. We realized before the show, for some reason, that Matt, I, in my head I refer to Matt as both my work wife's Love boyfriend, that. but also my mother's boyfriend, so I think that makes James both, which is kind of weird. I think it speaks volumes about the fact that you have issues, especially related to women, but I don't think this is news to anyone. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we are doing a short and sweet show from here in Panama because it's Panama and it's only a matter of time before someone falls asleep at the workstation, <laughs> drunk on rum and full on bananas. Uh, so yes, coming up on today's show, Matt is going to recap Rosvedov, the live stream. We're going to share the tale of someone who is listening to this stream one moment and the next ended up here free rolling because he won one of our competitions. I guess I kind of ruined the story already. Much to the shock of anyone who knows anything about GTO poker, Tito Ortiz has gone deep here in Panama. Yes. He has made day four. He will be the guest on today's show. And finally, in Superfan versus Staves, we've got Andres Korn, who will be challenging me to World Cup soccer trivia. And from what I understand, he will be answering World Cup trivia. Yes. And I will be answering Cup trivia. I believe the quiz is more centered on the basics of soccer for Joe. It's been handicapped. <laughs> okay, good. And I think that's only fair. I don't think anyone could really have a problem with no. that. No. No. And I, I think I would still put a lot of money on you losing. Oh, God, yes. I'm hoping. There's one. I've put one question in that I'm pretty sure you'll get. It's to spell sex. Do you remember from the previous one? Oh. Remember, we, you had to spell the word sex. And, and I just got a point. I, I must, oh, yeah, I got so that I'm one. I'm just going to put that in every single quiz from now on, just so at least you're on the board. It's the one thing that I am focused on at all times, <laughs> is spelling the word sex, not no, necessarily no. doing it well. Is, well. I think what Matt's trying to say is that it's a basic spelling question. It's not necessarily the word oh, sex. Oh, I see. Is but it more than three letters? It is. Ah, I'm not so sure about this. <laughs> he might not get on the board. Really quick <laughs> piece of news. Um, you guys might have remembered I, I won an American Poker Award a few weeks ago. Do you, you guys remember this? Well, I did, and my date from that night, a very lovely girl named Anna, a Russian girl, won Miss Russia LA last night. She was in a, like a, a Russian beauty pageant in Los Angeles, so now we're both winners. We're like a winner couple. Oh, wow. Sort of. I'd be so saying, you're the, you're you know, the new Brangelina. Yeah. The power couple of Hollywood. A power couple of <laughs> awards that don't matter at all. <laughs> Um, so I guess as far as Panama is concerned, obviously we're only halfway through our trip here. So I guess on our next podcast, we'll do our Panama recap. I yeah, we got, we got some good stories from here that maybe we want to save for like the audio version only. Yeah. What we can recap in full is Matt's trip to Rosvedov. We were not there. I didn't tune in at all. Did you watch? I did watch some of it. And obviously I was in touch with Matt via email in the run up to the stream and heard of all the problems and concerns that Matt had. But of course, Matt, you were there. You should tell the story. Event Recap. Event Recap. It was a really weird trip, a really weird event, and then of course since then I bounced straight onto Panama. But 
Getting there was fine, had to go to Munich because this place, Rosvetov, is right on the border of the Czech Republic and Germany. So I totally knew they, were, they bordered each other until Matt just told me that. Like, totally, totally was aware of it. You could see it in your head. So landed in Munich, met up with Gabby, who, who many of our viewers will be familiar with. She's normally the girl that goes and says, can you put your cards there? Or can you put this Pixar's Can you, can you take your cell phone off the table, please? So she is one of our floor managers who is out to basically just help because me and Lee Big Horse Jones are going to be locked in the commentary cupboard. What a duo, huh? The dream team. The dream team. So we got to Munich. We had a three-hour cab journey that was entirely pleasant. And then we got towards, I only knew we must be near because of the time that had passed, but I mean, remote doesn't really do justice to this place. You just feel like you're driving through a forest. Is and it a highway or back roads or what? Kind of back roads, mostly just, it gets more and more forestry. And you're thinking, is this really gonna be it? And the only clue was that suddenly there were loads of big signs for bars. And me and Gabby went, okay. And then there were lots of signs for Thai massage. Being like, I think we're here. <laughs> and then up rolls the casino, and it's it's huge. But when we got there, it was more like the Titanic than a casino because everyone was just in absolute panic. It was like Avatar was expecting burning horses to be running through the card room. It's just. It was so successful. To give you like perspective. Oh, because of how many people showed up to play. Last year's Eureka, when it was the last Eureka tour, the main event had 682. This year it was 1,121. So almost double. Almost double. It was 950 uniques. There was like a day one D where it was just for re-entries. 208 people stepped up for the re-entry. It was like first prize 147,000. So it was just hugely successful and they were kind of struggling under their own success. And there was a guy called Antonio that was like the Poker Stars events guy, a woman called Rosie who was the casino, casino manager. And both of them looked like they'd just been mugged in the street. And they were just like, hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> and any question we asked of them, they were like, yes, and would run off in a direction. So what if you said, could we just see whether, yes, follow me. And me and Gabby just spent our time running after one or the other to try and find out what was going on. How much time did you have from arrival to like broadcast? Uh, we got there the, the evening before. So we got there. So that would have been like day one of the main, it's a three it day, day tournament, it, right? It, well, it was a four, no, it was, but there's two day ones. Yes, there were two day ones. Then a day, day two and a day three. Yes. I appreciate in your mind Sorry. it's probably all blurred together. It's all one day but, in my head. Sure, but I guess the, I want to go back to those numbers because you're talking about more than 1,100 players. Yes. And you've got to cut through that field in three days. No, no they, had, they had four day ones. Right, okay. The, the D of that was the re-entry day. We turned up on that D day. It's but, a good word for it, sounds like. Thank you. <laughs> and then we had the penultimate and then the final day. It's really hard to explain because also the other thing to bear in mind, we normally start our final days with like six, maybe seven players. Oh, right. You guys start with 37 or something? Yeah, 35. <laughs> so, 35 you know, to one in one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we just got there the night before to try and work out where everything was. We went, we got taken to where the commentary booth was and it was basically through the restaurant behind a coffee machine was just a keypad in the wall and 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 uh, rosie went up to it and just went held the handle went two 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 and i went you're not sure what opened it and i said so what what is the actual code and she went i just keep pressing two until it opens it turns out it was two 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 it just had a really sticky door. <laughs> so that, that was interesting. The commentary booth actually was probably about the size of this table. It was about 10 foot by four foot, and it was all soundproofed with little, the little kind of pyramid foam. It looked like a kind of a mental institution sort of holding cell, which was 
ultimately quite apt. Um, it doesn't sound like the worst area we've ever had to do commentary. No. Not the best. It, it worked well in, in truth. Were you in an echoey room with a flushing toilet right outside your door? Because no. Because I think that is probably the worst commentary booth yeah, we've ever worked in. No, no, that, this knocks the socks off that. Meanwhile, Lee Crazy Horse Jones, he arrived much earlier that day. He'd already been to the casino, back to our hotel. The other He'd thing already is, tested the room for like where the sound ha, leaks ha, are. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he, the, the other thing is that King's Casino own all the cab com companies nearby because there aren't a lot of nearby hotels. There's no reason to have a cab other than for the King's Casino, I assume. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing for miles around. Lee, and again, this is another thing that is struggling under the success, the sheer numbers of really pushing all these cabs. Lee was at our hotel at six o'clock and booked himself a cab for half six. It collected him at 10 past eight. That, and that was absolutely family. He was very, very patient. Meanwhile, <laughs> he wasn't tempted to run. He no. waited in the lobby for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Meanwhile, me and Gabby are trying to get from the casino to the hotel because we haven't checked in yet. We've come straight from the airport there. Um, and Gabby is at this and she said, there's a chance to go now. Can we, should we just go now? And I'm like, do you know what? Fine, let's, yeah. just, let's just go. And this guy's like, okay, get in the car. We get in the car, we drive off through the forest again. We stop and a guy in the, in the passenger seat at the front gets out and I say to the driver, we, we here? And he's like, no, he was just dropping a friend off. And now he says, and sorry, where are you going? <laughs> so it might not even be in the right direction. And I'm like, because he didn't know where you were going. I said, the hotel, the, the Golden Zeit is like, Know that he's one. like, oh, he's like, I got another friend lives nearby. I'm gonna pick him up first. And then he gets his phone out, and I'm sitting in the back right, and I can see that the loading bar on his phone goes, yep, and just stops. And I'm like, you got no signal. You don't know where we are or where we're going. He ends up driving his car in random directions with. We all got our phones out the windows. Nope, that's no good. Oh Turn man, around. let's try over there. And you and you haven't even started broadcasting yet. <laughs> That's what, that's why I need this. This is page one of seven. <laughs> um, luckily, Gabby's phone picks up a signal. We get Google Maps, we get to the hotel. That's absolutely fine. There's nothing to tell you about the hotel. It was just absolutely fine and handy. Next morning, oh, by the way, this hotel's where it's got like eight rooms. It's more like a guest house, like a B&B. &B. And there's a woman going, will you be having breakfast? And I was like, sure. And she was delighted to have something to do. <laughs> At one point she told me off because I went to make my own coffee. She was like, sit down, I make the coffee. And I was like, okay. And I hear a conversation with somebody saying, good morning, how was your run? Oh, it was super. <laughs> Lee has been out. And 10 minutes later, I leave breakfast and find Lee in full pink, green, yellow, lycra. Doing Whoa, his stretches. Doing his stretches on the stairs. Lee was like, when I didn't dress this way, people kept trying to run me over with their cars. <laughs> well, interestingly, he was saying, it's beautiful. This I mean, it was an amazing location. But Elkie came in as a guest a bit later on in, the, in the, the broadcast and told us that he'd been going running until people told him that there were packs of wild wolves <laughs> that roamed the woods. And I just got It's vicious. really weird, because the way you <laughs> describe this, all I'm picturing is like, uh, is like a fairy tale, like the same woods that hands on Gretel. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that part of the world. Yeah, was, find the witch's gorgeous. house. It was a good thing, but I've just got visions of these walls just watching Lee running past going, should we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's well, in nature, these colors mean that it's probably poisonous. <laughs> the, the lycra might stick between the teeth. Exactly. Um, but anyway, we get there. So now we're I'm sorry, I just had a vision of Lee Jones fighting off a pack of wolves, like quite handily, just like no, punching no. wolves in the face. <laughs> it's not exactly, yeah, exactly, the Revenant. It's like <laughs> different kind of... Snapping their jaws <laughs> apart. Um, anyway, we start the two days broadcast. The thing is, obviously, when we used to have Lee come into the booth for Lee's lowdown, before he was Skyped in in the breaks, 
you know he kind of crashes into you a bit. Like he gets excited. Well, this is this is why it's the dream team because you have a guy that only speaks in sarcasm and a guy that that has no ear for it at all. Like that doesn't pick up on sarcasm. So I can only imagine what this broadcast was like. It took a while to settle down. <laughs> is that? I mean, one Lee keeps singing his favorite songs. Like there'll be a player from a country, oh, you know who's from there? And then I'd be like, we can't we afford to sing. We did joke the other day that Lee has basically spent the entire 2018 webcast budget on royalties <laughs> for songs performed on the Rosvedov stream. There was a lot, there was a lot of Freebird. There was, I mean, Panama. Anytime anyone mentioned Panama, Van Halen's Panama. I mean, Van Halen's, they must have woken up the next morning and go, what's this chick in the post? <laughs> what? Their Venmo just went, ding, ding, ding. Also, Another thing that he, he kept doing was punching me <laughs> because he was so excited and we were so close to each other. I've got the laptop, because I'm keeping in touch with the, the normal stuff, the Twitch and the Twitter. So of course, if I turn that to my attention, if something happens, it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm on this side of the table because I don't like that even as a no. joke, even as part of the storytelling. Or don't just, touch me. Just a flailing arm. Oh God, Aces, stop it. Exactly. And, and so at one point, and, and also, because it was such a small production, I was controlling the audio desk. So I've got our mics, I've also got the table mics volume, which had to be really low for the table mic, but then when we would go to a break, I had to bring it back up for the clips, the top fives and all that stuff. So I'm riding this desk, I'll get him punching me, Twitch kicking off. Um, it was just a case of having to say to him, oh, that's the other thing, the crashing into you. I would be doing a countdown. I'd be saying, okay, guys, the players are on a break. We're going to do the same. We'll be back in 30 minutes. So join us here for, Matt, <laughs> did you say 30 minutes? I'd be like, no, it's on the screen. It's 13. Oh, I'm Four, sorry. three, two. Bye. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of took a little bit, but in absolute fairness to Lee, when I said to him, right, can I just say a couple of things? And he was like, you're the guy in charge. He was totally like, whatever you say. And we found our rhythm. And it all comes from the fact that, and we said this before, Lee is just so enthusiastic, yeah. so passionate. And that's why I think for something that lasted 52 hours, he was like the ideal person for, because he never runs out of energy. Yeah, and he's not really a complainer over stuff like that either. Like, we've all been there before. So when we have like a, a 35 person final day, we're like, uh, excuse me, what? Yeah. And Lee's like, 35 people, can you believe it? Yeah. And Thomas Lamash introduced the last day as saying, hello everybody, we're gonna have a super, super long day. And you know, if Thomas is introducing the last day as a super, super long day, it's... He's managing expectations. Yeah, is that the players had just done two 14-hour days back to back, and it was like two hours on, 15-minute break, two hours on, 15-minute break. It was like a grueling schedule. We started that final day, as I said, with 35 players. What time did you actually hit the final table? I don't know. I think it was around <laughs> midnight. I kind of lost track of time, to be honest, because it was so, just a blur. So you probably were only around for like two or three hours in the final table, because you had to leave at like 3 a.m. Well, I had to get out there, because I had to get my cab to Frankfurt to get here to Panama. So we started at 1 p.m., and yeah, so I, I left about 14 hours later, and Lee was like, okay, bye. It was just like absolutely fine so with this. So is, this is the part that I'm most interested in, is Lee doing the fight. Lee Jones on his owns. Yeah, Do well, I, I don't and know. I guess none of us really know. None of us none know of us because we were all kind of en route on flights, so none of us have seen it. Well, I guess we could. Is look he at still the there? Is it still going? It's not. It's still going. It finished about eight in the morning. Is because I was in my 18 cab. Eighteen hour final day. Eighteen. I mean, hours. we've done that before, but no, we've not done eighteen hours. Never. The longest we've ever done was a two p.m. start and a six a.m. finish. That's fourteen. That is true. It, it was grueling, and I got out there. I had four hours. 
of absolutely petrifying autobahn, 180 kilometers an hour. And my phone is going in and out of signal, so I'm trying to keep on Twitch to see how things are going, see where we are. Luckily, I was still left in the WhatsApp group that had been between the production guys. So I'm getting the little updates that I can see, I can see it is at least progressing. By the time I get to Frankfurt in the early hours, is that they are down to like they're doing a deal and this is nearly all done and it's like we're, we're, everyone's going to get through it. And Lee, as far as I can tell, is still fresh as a daisy because he's just living the dream. This is everything he's ever wanted. And he's saying, oh, the audience are keeping me company. And it kind of, you know when something becomes so ridiculous, everyone just like kind of gets, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this. It was like a telethon. Um, and somehow he managed to get through it. Meanwhile, I'm then at Frankfurt. I have to wait a few hours there, jump on the plane. I fly to Panama. I get here like kind of rush hour time, so it takes me a fair while to get from the, the airport. I meet up with James, he gives me the tour. By the time I go to bed, and also I don't sleep on planes, I can't sleep on planes. Yeah, it's baffling to me. By the time I got to bed, I'd been up for 45 hours. <laughs> oh my God. So in my head. But you also didn't go to bed right away when you got here either, did you? No, I, I well the thing is I wanted- You want to try and adjust to the time zone. Because I thought this isn't like- I'd have been like, F you, F you, F you, I'm going to bed. No, it was my, my choice because I thought, I've not really got standard jet lag here. This is a case where I've, I've just rebooted and it's down to me to set zero again. He literally rebooted. Yeah. He's a cyborg. Just powered down. So it was actually pretty pretty sweet because I kind of waited until 11 p.m. and then I went off to bed. It had been 45 hours since I last woke up a couple of days ago in a few different countries. And uh, and actually it's been absolutely blast since I woke up. I'm like, Panama City, let's go. But meanwhile, I've not heard from Lee. <laughs> we think he survived. We think he's I'm okay. sure we'll hear from him after he listens to this show. If and, anyone uh, has seen or heard from Lee Jones, please get in touch. Please let us know. We're, we're running out of time for this segment really quickly before we do. I just want to give a quick shout out to Jim. Yes. Who we met, came up yes. and said hello to us in the lobby the awesome. other day. Jim's story, very interesting one. Won a ticket while watching one of the live streams to a satellite. I believe it was the Bahamas where we were giving away $530 tickets to Panama satellites. Didn't feel great about playing the $530 tournament because that's a huge amount of, of money for him. He could said he could play online poker with that for months. Did play it, did one of those classic moves where he had somewhere to be, he had tickets to see Rogue One a few hours later, played in the car, <laughs> played in the theater, lasted all the way through the movie, so now we have more than one story of people's Rogue One experiences being ruined as a result of uh, this show and our other things, poker things going on. Uh, won a seat to Panama here, flew here on the company dime, did not cash. But crucially, here's someone who parlayed a competition win on PokerStars TV into a Panama seat and got to at least have a holiday at a PokerStars championship. Absolutely. Now I gotta take us to break. Do you wanna Lee Jones this? Yeah. So uh, that's uh, all the time we've got for this segment. But coming Hang up on. next. But is there another segment? Yes, there is actually. I was just getting to that right after a quick break. So there's it... a break coming up first and then there's another segment. A break and then Tito Ortiz. So let's switch our attention from Rosvedov to Panama to the PokerStars Championship and let's welcome our guest on Poker in the Years, Mr. Tito Ortiz, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, who's um, This is amazing because Tito was the guest on our first ever podcast yes. two years ago. And Tito, you're back here. The irony is when we do these shoots on location, okay. obviously it's like 10 in the morning, right? And right. normally trying to get poker players to come on the show is impossible. But of course we were told Tito's got kids. So he's up at like seven o'clock every morning 
Except I get the impression that you weren't up at 7 o'clock this morning. Actually, I was up at 7 o'clock this morning because they took a flight this morning to go home because we were expected to go home today, but I'll continue on uh, to the championship. Yeah, absolutely. You're still in it. I saw Tito last night out with his girlfriend and his manager trying to make St. Patrick's Day happen, and I think he's still a little green. I'm not green anymore. Uh, (laughs) No, no. uh, Last night was my green day. Um, I'm okay. I'm alive. You said, um, because obviously we saw you rocking the the, the kind of like Irish... Shamrock Shades. The Shamrock Shades, that's That's right. right. And you actually said that uh, you have Irish heritage? Yes, from my uh, grandfather. I think it's uh, second generation of my grandfather. His name is actually (laughs) O-Ertiz. It's a Johnson uh, relationship. I don't know where the name comes, um, but I know there is Irish in my family. Well, well you had, when I try to grow a beard, um, it, it's red. It's a red beard. Really? Yes. Oh, man, that would true. probably make you even more terrifying, I would have to say. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I, I, um, I mean, it's not a complete red. It's like brownish red, but I, I, I know I have Irish. He had the luck of the Irish yesterday because yes. uh, even though there seemed like a couple of situations where you were no longer going to be in this tournament, you just, like a goonie, you wouldn't say die. I, you know what? Um, I went all in on my last 10, and through the whole tournament, every single... Um, break uh, every day. I went almost all in on, and I won every single hand. On the last that, hand of the day, right? Last hand of the day. Every day, though. I've no, no every it. level, wasn't it? Like every the last level. hand of every level. Every level. <laughs> I, he won. I'd I, I, I win the hand. I won every single time. I don't know if it's just luck of me. I don't know if it's just luck of the cards. I don't know if they just want me to play. I don't know if it, <laughs> they, they want me to win. They, I, want, I mean, I think, I think of the poker gods. That's just me talking. Um, but uh, I went all in because I was expecting to go home this morning. But. Here you are, um, still I'm in. I'm here with you guys, and, and I'm going to be playing in the championship. So. We, we talked about uh, you being on the podcast before, because, of course, you came out to the Bahamas a couple of years back, yeah. and that's where you made Matt Brown throw up. Thanks. Um, this was I your... think he was sore for a few days, probably, too. I was. Yeah. The worst bit was, I think I got to the third thing. So we're going to run there and back, did that. Then we're going to do some lunge, lunge walking in the sand. And then you went, OK, now everyone just sprint. And I went like that, and my legs just went, no. I just went, <laughs> I just went bang. And it was like, this is just so weird. I thought, I'm just going to watch the rest. I think it's probably best experience. Was a, Tito doing a, this stuff or was he doing like what my trainer does? He's like, no, go ahead. No, he was sort of standing, kicking around in the water, just enjoying the time. <laughs> yeah, it was just a no. bunch of 25 really enthusiastic old people just going, Ugh! and you're like, this is what we do before we start the workout. It was like, I can't get through the third part. That was the warm-up. Just the warm-up. It was a warm-up. It was a warm-up that we do uh, prior to all of our training and everything. Uh, so I thought I'd just give a little taste of it. Um, I mean, the things I did it when I got home and I nailed it, obviously, but it was just there in situation on the bit. It was the sand. I think it was the sand. It was the sand. It was just the sand. Ordinarily, I'm fine, but the sand right, was yeah, no, very we, malleable. It well, was, was the sand a little bit too, so, but it's okay. <laughs> you got through it, and I know you're sore for a few days after. You talk about the years. training regime, Tito, because, of course, you retired as a fighter, and yes. then you came out of retirement. How hard is it to basically come back? Um, well, you know, at the time, when I uh, retired in 2012, I wasn't ready to retire. I just wanted to get out of my contract with UFC, and the only way to do that was to retire right. and to walk away because I they'd be able to match anything that uh, the company was going to give me that I was signing with, which is Bellator. And uh, once I got it done, I really wasn't retired. I still wanted to compete. I mean, I was still 38 at the time, so I wanted to compete. I wanted to make the best out of it. And I was able to fight for uh, Bellator. They sent me off. Uh, my last fight was just here January 21st uh, in Los Angeles, and I walked away in sunset with my son. My son Jacob was next to me. He walked down with me for the fight, and uh, he put my gloves in the middle of the cage. I think the only fighter to have a son do that. Um, so I, I did some history stuff. It was so cool. you are actually retired now? I'm retired. I'm done. Now, 
poker. Professional hey. poker player. He's gonna win. Know, I'm an amateur. I'm, I'm getting all these pros thinking that uh, that I'm still an amateur. So I'm I'm an amateur. Well, I noticed that your Q and A yesterday. People were asking you like poker strategy questions. Right. Like, right. how do you feel about now? All of a sudden, like people think you're a poker expert. Oh, I'm not an expert. I, I just I think I go by just uh, instinct and exactly what first thought that comes to me. Um, I play a lot of cards. Either it's poker or blackjack. I'm always seeing cards, I'm seeing numbers, I'm seeing uh, suits. Um, so I just put both of them together and kind of see what, what works. Well, it was working for you really well yesterday. It's still working for me. I mean, I, I only have a chip stack at 170, which is an okay stack. Uh, so I don't know, do I play a little slower and I'd be here for another day? I really think you should continue listening to the advice of Felipe Ramos. Yeah, whatever Felipe Ramos is on yeah. fire. He, no, he's my coach. So, you know, I got my coach for jiu-jitsu. I got my coach for kickboxing. I got my coach for wrestling. I got my coach for MMA. I got my coach, uh, you know, to put all my fighting career together. Now my fighting career is done. Now I got my coach for poker. And Felipe Ramos is amazing. He, he, me and him, we see eye to eye. I mean, he's like my little brother, man. It's, it's crazy. It's just... The stuff we talk about, the numbers, uh, you know, how to push, how to raise, how to, uh, you know, just fold on hands I should hold on. Um, <laughs> but there it did makes seem sense. to be a period where you just basically wanted to play every hand. And I could see like Felipe like, wanting to jump in there and go, just fold. Just yeah, fold. yeah, no, and that was my problem. I mean, yesterday I, I, I went for like seven hand win streak. I was winning in every hand. I was like, ah, oh. and then I was like, okay, maybe I should slow down. I think I had a queen eight or a queen. Uh, 10 and I probably should have folded, um, but my stubbornness, it just was like, uh, okay, I'll call, okay, I'll call. I had a big stack, so I was like, all right, I'll call, I'll call, and I was already beat. I should, have, I should have seen that, but that was just my amateur side of it, being too competitive and making it happen. So you um, played a ton of hands with the guy sitting to your left who had way more chips than you, and that is like danger, danger, danger. Like, people, you know, to any poker coach would be like, don't play pots against the person to your left. And yeah. don't play pots against the one guy at the table's more chips than you. And you're like, nah, nah, I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I want to play the cards. I'm not gonna let the stacks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna let the stacks fool me. You know, I, I want to play the cards that are in front of me that I think that's great. Um, a lot of these guys, I can see that they do bluff. I see that they do um, don't bluff also. I, but I think at the same time, it's just uh, making sure I play the hands the right way. I mean, it makes sense that you would be relatively fearless at the table, considering what your previous career was? Well, you know, when you have 16,000 or 15,000 people screaming your name, chanting for you to win, I think uh, sitting at a table and there's only, you know, maybe a couple hundred, it's not that bad. What? You, uh, you once had 15 people shout your name, didn't you? No, 15,000. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> yeah, was, no, think, I was thinking total. there was no, a no, connection no. between you. 15, well, and they were saying, to sorry. me, they were saying, get sorry. off the stage. Yeah, all it was unison, something else I was thinking uh, of there. I, yeah. I missed a thousand. <laughs> they wanted me to die, not to kill somebody else. Um, we, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the big joke, uh, you know, when you're on camera is talking about, uh, you know, you're a fighter and, oh, Tito's a scary guy and this and that. Does that get annoying being referred to as like the scary guy, the tough guy, or is you're like just all, own it. I yeah, don't think it about point. it. You know, you got to own the situation. Um, I really don't think about it. I, hopefully they think that, oh, it's Tito the big fighter scary, so maybe I shouldn't call him because he's going to kick my butt after. It might be true. Um, might happen. <laughs> but, uh, so, don't ever call me. <laughs> so, uh, and also, I guess, because I've, I've known a few other fighters, not guys that were on your level, and they say they get messed with a lot in public. People think, it, think it's funny to like come up to you and mess with you. Does that happen? Uh, people try to Never. irritate you? Really? Never. I'm a pretty massive man. I mean, I'm, when I walk up to a person, my height, and I'm 6'3", 
they realize how big I am, and I got a huge head. I got big hands, big banana hands. Uh, you really do. I mean, you're a big guy, but I'm your hands big, are big. I'm even big. For... I'm, my whole body's big. I mean, yeah. My, my, my feet. I mean, I got <laughs> size 13. Uh, I got big hands, which means big gloves. I got big shoes, which means big uh, feet. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, no, I'm people are smarter I'm, than I thought then, because I would assume yeah. that people just think it's kind of fun to like mess with you and assume that like no, they can I'm get away with it. I'm a collective guy. I'm not an aggressive person. I'm an Aquarius to the T. Um, I'm kind, gentle. I'm a cool cat. Um, just fighting came as uh, an accident. I became a professional fighter as an accident. I became the world champion not as an accident of hard work and dedication. I dedicated myself to something that I wanted to become. And I was a world champion. And that's something I wanted to do. Now that I'm playing poker, I want to be a world champion. So, do you? So, I was. My next question was to be like, how are you planning on spending your retirement? Not just poker, I assume. What else? Um, I own a management company, Primetime 360. Uh, we manage fighters uh, along the lines of uh, Gabby Garcia, who fights in uh, Brazil, a woman fighter, uh, Chris Cyborg, who's number one in the world. Um, she'll be fighting for the 145-pound world title for UFC. Um, we're trying to pick up fighters who are the best we possibly can get to market the best way. Um, not just great fighters, but great marketing tools. And that's, I think that's what the sport truly has. When you see guys like Conor McGregor, who talks a great game and fights a great game, that's the type of people that we want to manage. Our cameraman, Scottish, he's back there like, mm, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> he's all about it. There he is, so proud, hands yeah, on hips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of your massive hands, uh, we've noticed these gigantic watches. Do you have a separate luggage? For your watches, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not even gonna be able to lift. Yeah, this actually, I do. Now. This is Rockwell, one of my companies. Not my company, but Both one of my sponsors. Yeah, I yeah, know that's one pound. It, Sixteen I mean, ounces. That's it's it's 16 ounces. That's a beauty. That, that, I mean, that's, it's like an Academy I, I, Award. I have some big hands. So you I couldn't have big know gloves. if you were wearing it. Let's I could up. wear that as a <clears> necklace. That's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, no, I mean, I try to wear these little small watches, like girl hair, girl watches. You call so. me a lady watch. Uh, kind of, yeah, no, it's kind of cute, but it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, and then you look at the Rolex, same thing. Uh, I had it somewhere in myself, and it looked like a girl's watch, so I was like, you know what, I can't wear that, because I could wear something that actually fits my head, and, and actually looks pretty good, so. It is did the watches go home with the family, or did they stay? Oh, no, they stay. I have an outfit for uh, every watch, or a watch for every outfit. <laughs> Is Tito aware of the fact that because he's on this show, he has to play one of your dumb games? Yeah. Oh, we got a dumb game coming. We got a dumb game, but I did make. As long it. as I don't got to do any type of workout, I'm cool. No, no, yeah, no yeah. physical. You're just gonna work your brain out a little bit. Which, right, given the night you had last night, I saw that there was maybe a shot that happened right before we went on camera today. So hopefully the blood's. Oh no, blood is going. I'm the blood is flowing now. Good. It's a it's a dumb trivia game. It's called yeah. Kick Punch Choke, where it's basically yeah. trivia where all of the answers involve either the word punch. Kick, kick or choke okay. and uh, you do have some lifelines yes. now you can beg a Broughton okay. if you want a lifeline you can Hector a Hardigan Hello. or if you like you can seduce a Stapes okay. I recommend Hectoring a Hardigan or begging a Broughton okay. you ready for question number one for yes, kick sir. punch choke yes sir here we go question one a silly state of mind one can reach when overtired or trapped in a small room with paint fumes and I even answer for that it's got to involve the word punch kick or choke choke is not. Do you want, let's start off with a bag of Broughton to uh, to get the game going. Punch drunk. Punch drunk. That's what we're looking right, for. So there. the answer's got to have either punch, kick, or choke in it. Yeah. 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 All right. Here we go. This is a website where small businesses and idiotic ideas are able to crowdfund. Uh, Tito probably hasn't had to do anything like this for a while. I haven't had anything like this. Uh, I heard a very crowdfund. Um, 
choke. <laughs> well, choking is happening in one way or another. I've choked once again in making a game. Play your heart again, Lifeline. Kickstarter. Kickstarter is what we're looking for there. Here we go. Did you ever play Nintendo? Yes. Okay, Nintendo game featuring characters such as Bald Bull, Piston Honda, and King Hippo. Oh, I was playing actually Punch-Out. Punch-Out, yes. there we yeah. go. Ding. We got Tito on the board. The part of a bicycle that keeps it from falling over while stationary. Um, uh... <laughs> well, Tracy's help helping you coming from one. across the room. I could be wrong. This is a kick. Kick. Yeah. kick. And if also you on a motorcycle. You would be... <laughs> kicks, uh, kicks, kicks, yes. Oh, oh, yeah, great. Got there, got there. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else can we do here? You guys uh, are getting me in the good here today. <laughs> Pele's signature soccer move. Yes. Uh, which the, almost got me a concussion when uh, I attempted it. Was it uh, the kick? Uh, bicycle kick. Bicycle kick. Yes. There we go. Okay. I know uh, it was a kick something. I, I remember. He knew it was a kick. Uh, let's see. A bat handling technique employed by baseball players to maintain a little more control over their swings. Um, uh, stump up in the choke. Um, I choke, choke the bat. Um, he, he said the word up and he said the word choke. I'm going to yeah. give him choking up. Yes. He got there. Up on the bat. And okay. finally, this one is an act out. Make the international sign for choking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it to him. I was looking for this. I'm gonna give it to him. I also would have accepted uh, anything that resembles the Buffalo Bills or the England football team in the World Cup. To your teams. <laughs> thank you very much. We appreciate no, your good course, sport. No, thank you. You guys put me on target tonight. So that's Hopefully right. Get me ready for the thank day. Thank you, Tito. Thanks thank for coming on the show again. Hope to see you day five. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you. Poker in the ears. Super fan. Versus Stakes. It is super fan time on Poker in the Ears and Eyes. Uh, we welcome from Argentina, Mr. Andres Korn. Yes, Andres, thank you. Thank you Bienvenidos. Weird glitch in the matrix with this, this so dude, weird. am I right? So weird. Yeah. So obviously, we're doing the live stream, Andres, and we go on break and we're talking about the fact that like, oh, who's the super fan? I said, oh, there's this guy, Andres, who said he's gonna be in Panama, wants to come on the show. And then they're running this video, which is Nacho Barbero winning his first ever LAPT. And it's like, oh, and Andres Korn has been eliminated by Nacho <laughs> Barbero. He goes, that's the same name as the guy who's coming on the podcast. That is the guy who's coming guy, on the yes. podcast. That was me, yes. I was so, pretty pissed off with that hand, actually. You should have gone with King Jack, <laughs> by the way. Should have laid that down, but How anyway. deep in the turn, well, that was at the final table? Was that like third place? Third place, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you are a good poker player. I'm okay, yeah. So, we, like, what is your history? Is that your best finish to date? Uh, I made two final tables uh, at APT, third and fourth. Uh, wow. I won a couple of tournaments in Asia and Argentina. Nothing major, but I did okay. Jeez, and so uh, what does he win for this? A, a $27 ticket? Every little helps. I think really, it's, it's the hoodie, right? It's the, everyone loves a chop pot hoodie. That's, I, that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, that's what the super fans yeah, deserve. Those are running out. So, so are, are you a professional poker player? Uh, Part-time, yeah. Part-time. So I, what is your real life? Uh, Part-time that, part-time bookie. Part-time part -time bookie. Bookie, yes. So I could just make a bet with you? You could, yeah. What do you want to bet on? No, nothing. I've never won a bet in my entire life. <laughs> That's my perfect customer. Exactly. Okay. He's like, well, let me tell exactly. you about my yeah. sign-up okay. bonus. Finally, yeah. all my life I've been waiting to meet you. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't really just... Okay, so part-time poker player, part-time bookie. Yeah. Have you ever had a real job? Oh, a long time ago. I forgot about that. What was it? 
don't remember. He does remember. <laughs> he worked at Subway making sandwiches. Nacho Barbero came in and Subway, gave a really right, complicated yeah. order one time. <laughs> yeah, not too much. So you're still a little bitter about that hand, though. Nah, seven years ago. I mean, he's a friend. He could have laid it down, but still. And uh, we're past that. Nacho's from Argentina also, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine, yeah. Okay, do you guys play Magic the Gathering together? Uh, no, we play poker mostly. Poker, and, and does he ever make bets with you as a bookie? Uh, he did. He lost too much. Ah, he is cut he off. He was bad too, yeah. Oh, he was man. a good customer, actually, but yeah. <laughs> so obviously you came to Panama to play. Um, yeah. Any results since you've been here? Uh, two, three near bubbles. That's the best oh. thing. <laughs> Bubble okay. bubbles. I've made I a lot of chips in all the tournaments I play and never made it. I think you're due a result, and I've got a good feeling about today's game. Um, now, obviously... I can't believe... I'm going to do sports trivia against the bookie. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh, what a, what a setup. Being from this part of the world, Andres, obviously you're a huge soccer fan. You wanted to choose the World Cup as your specialist subject. We were thinking great. However, I mean, American sports, you've got no idea. No. What hope have you got on World Cup soccer trivia? If you ask me about my own bowling history, that's about... The best. Wait, I think uh, I even lost Supervan versus Staves for bowling, didn't I? Yeah. 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 So yeah, no shot. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I have handicapped it. Handicapped it. slightly. So you have legit questions. You have slightly easier questions. Like in soccer, what are you not allowed to use? That would. Do you know? What? I wish I'd thought of that <laughs> because that would have guaranteed at least a point. Right. But now we're not so sure. Now we're not so sure. Okay. Let's have a go with this. Round one is quick fire, an opportunity to get some points on the board. Three questions for you, Andres, three questions for you. This is called We Aren't the Champions. We aren't the champions? I'm interested in who lost World Cup finals, not who won. Okay. So can you tell me for a point who lost the World Cup final in 2002? 2002, Germany. Correct. Wow. Point. Okay. Who lost the World Cup final in 1998? Uh, France was the champion, Brazil lost. <laughs> Correct. Who lost the World Cup finally in 1994? Uh, Italy. Matt, why are you skipping so many years? No, Bulgaria. No. No? No. Bulgaria uh -oh. lost the semi-final. Are you so, you're saying 1994 held in the USA, Bulgaria didn't lose the World Cup final? No, Brazil bet uh, Italy on penalties, I'm almost I kind sure. of feel like this Correct. is Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well done, you're absolutely right. Three for three. Okay, thanks. Just, <laughs> just, just uh, a quick correction there now. No, well, well done. Well okay, okay, Matt, thanks. I have to ask, why are you only asking about every four years? What about the in-between years? Uh, well, we'll chat about that in the break. That's a good what question. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, Joe, your quick fire round. Uh -huh. How many players are on the field during a soccer game? How many total players? Yes. Yeah. Counting the goalies? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Come on. Wow. Twelve. <laughs> so it's six aside. Yeah. No. Goalie and five players? No. No, no it's twenty-two. Twenty-two. Oh, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. <laughs> Way more. Eleven <laughs> and eleven. Wow, that's okay, weird. no problem. It's too much, huh? That's a lot of players. Yeah, I know. It's too It's crowded. a big field, I guess. Yeah. How long does the halftime break last? Twenty minutes. 15. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> Have a point, man. Come on. That, that probably <laughs> worked in his business, too, right? If I came to you and I was like, I made a bet. It was close yeah, enough. Yeah, close I enough. Mean, yeah, I the horse came up. second, but that's pretty good. <laughs> and your third quick fire, can you spell FIFA? Yes. Sorry, I should have said... Well, I want one point for that. I got that right. <laughs> Please, would you spell FIFA? 
F-I-F-A. Yay! Bing! You're on That's the two well points because I answered his question I tell correctly. You what, I'm sympathetic. I'll give you one and a half. We'll split the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be so careful how you word these questions with Joe. Okay, Andrew, it's about you. Because of World War II, the World Cup was not held between 1938 and 1950. As a result, who are recorded as the reigning World Cup champions for a record 16 years? 1938 was Italy. Correct. <laughs> I'm not even bothering giving you the multiple choice because you're just... <laughs> okay, Joe, I am going to give you the multiple choice in this one. Maybe I don't need it. Let's just cool, cool out. Okay. <laughs> Take the multiple choice. In 1986, mm? World Cup... Uh, sorry, in the World Cup... Let me start again. In the 1986 World Cup match against Argentina, England suffered at the hands of a now obese Argentinian legend who scored a goal with his hand. Name the filthy, bloated Argentinian cheat. No offence. <laughs> Your options are Madonna, Belladonna, Maradona, Richard Donna, or Chicken Donna. Maradona. Ding, correct. Now there's a bonus point yes. here. According to the Greatest Fat Athletes of Our Time website, real thing, <laughs> how fat in pounds was Diego Maradona's maximum listed playing weight in pounds? He rolled out onto the pitch. And I rolled him back again. 195 pounds. 220. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Holy Lord. weight. That's, that's how big he is. That's his greatest He's a short guy. He's a little bloke. I mean, yeah. say, he literally, there was a couple times they picked him up and tried to throw him <laughs> in. They thought he was the ball. Well, no wonder he had to use his hands. It's hard <laughs> to lift those legs. Okay. It was the hand of God. It was the hand of God. Oh, God. Is that really what they call it? Yeah. What he called it, yeah. It was awesome. Good days. Okay, Andres, the first World Cup kicked off. Kicked off on July 13th, 1930, France beat Mexico 4-1. Can you tell me how many teams played in the first ever World Cup? Mm, I'm gonna guess 15. I'm afraid it was 13. Okay. But Close enough. For a bonus point, <laughs> can, can you have a point on that then? Can you give me six of the 13 competing teams? Okay, uh, France, Uruguay, Argentina. Uh, Actually, uh, yes, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, please continue. Uh, not England. How many did I get? I got four. Uh, you've, got, oh, uh, you've got three. Uh, sorry, yeah, you've got four so far. Two more. I'm going to go with Brazil. Yes. You have to push you. You have to push you. <laughs> and it's impressive regardless. Shit, uh, whatever. Bulgaria. Bulgaria. No, 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 okay. no, you don't get the point. Okay. Can my question be name six countries? I feel like <laughs> you got a better chance. Right? I, would, I would come real close. <laughs> don't worry. It's Antarctica? It's ne nearly over, nearly over. Okay, Joe, one of the heaviest ever recorded defeats occurred in the 2002 World Cup qualifier between Australia and American Samoa. What was the final score? Multiple choices. Was it 19 nil, 24 nil, 28 nil, or 31 nil? 31 nil. No. Correct. Did that really happen? Really happened. Really happened. Wow. Um, it, I mean, isn't that, I mean, that could start a war. That's the right? Same. If I was American Samoa, I'd be like, you know what? That was, a, let's, we're going to war with Australia. Well, there's a bonus point that kind of explains a little bit of the issue is American Samoa were plagued with passport issues. How many of the original 20 man senior squad were actually eligible to play? One. Yes. Wow. wow. The goalkeeper is the only one. They also ended up having to use three 15-year-olds from the youth team. <laughs> so oh the 31 God. nil, 31 nil, seeming a little bit more. I would guess the senior team is not that good, by the way. Controversially, at the end of the penultimate round, Joe has a half-point lead. Wow. Wow. Four good and a half. Lord. Four. So this question matters, Anders. Okay. Okay. I'll do my best. 
Shirt swapping between players was officially prohibited by FIFA in 1986. Can you tell me why? You could just go for it for two points, or I can give you the multiple choice and it would be a one-pointer. Mm, give me the choices. Okay, was it a shirt-selling scandal? Fat supporters started doing the same. Female supporters started <laughs> doing the same. FIFA simply disliked topless men, or no reason was ever given. No reason was ever given. I'm afraid it was given. It was because FIFA didn't want players to bear their chests on the field. That's. Good. I mean, if you sounds like there. an American thing. Okay, so this is your. There's actually a real quick fire finisher off just to see okay. if you get your. Your last legit question. Yeah. Which is the only team to have played in every World Cup? Would you like your multiple choice? I'm going to eliminate England because uh, they didn't play in the one that. Go ahead. I'll take the multiple choice. <laughs> Brazil. Argentina, Mexico, Uruguay, or France? Uruguay. Brazil. You would have known that, wouldn't you? Oh, Everybody. Oh, I can't sing that song. No. How many times have Brazil won for a bonus point? Six times. Let him steal. Five. Five, correct. Wow. Okay, so Andres has a half point lead yes. heading into the quick fire final final round. Okay, this is the final final round. This is a nicknames. So I'm going to give you a national team's nickname. You've got to tell me who they are. Les Elephants. Les Elephants. Uh, it's gonna be some African team with a French origin, so that could. It's not Cameroon, Morocco, Algeria. Algeria. No, I'm afraid it's the Ivory Coast. Well, good logic. I would have said Algeria. Good, like, good guess. Good guess. Like, you've got aces. If you had aces, you would already. Still, I can't. The Three Lions. That's England. He takes the lead again. The Bafana Bafana. Uh, South Africa. Yes. Andrew takes the lead again. The Blue Samurai. Japan. <coughs> China. The Azuri. Oh, is China the Blue Samurai? <laughs> I know. I, hey, that's what it said on the website, but then again. <laughs> okay. <coughs> the Azuri. Azuri is Italy. That is correct. The Dothraki. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm trying to think <laughs> what, uh, where they're actually from. What? Don't everyone laugh, right? You blow my cover. <laughs> uh, Westeros? <laughs> I think I've probably got to give that to him. It was just, you have, uh, yeah. but it doesn't make any difference because the final score is <coughs> six and a half points to Joe Stapleton. Seven points to our super fan Andres. Wow, that was Andres deserved it. I mean, he, he, he knew his World Cup. Well done, man. That was For the longest time, good. I thought the World Cup was the thing they wore to protect their... <laughs> Uh, time's running out, Joe. Take us out. All right, kid. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you, you being on the show, Andres. Glitch in the Matrix corn. Thanks for being here. Now uh -huh. you can rub this in Nacho's face. That's all the time we've got for this week's episode of Poker in the Ears and the Eyes. Next time, we've got real Panama stories coming for you. I've got a doozy, but it's a little too risque for this Envision version of the show. Other things will be back. Social media, including some social media beefs. James had a good one this week. Uh, movie and TV talk will be back. Go see Logan. You will not regret it. I want to talk about Logan with you guys okay. so bad. For now, that's all the time we've got for this episode of the show. For Andres, for James, for Matt, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.